Let's see. Man, I have so much brewing in my heart tonight. Yes, ma'am. Do you have something you have to say? About four or five weeks ago, I had slipped a, a disc in a pinch disc, and I taught myself how to relax. First, it would take two weeks, and then I got it down to three days, and that week I got it down to one day. But then, this last week, it happened again, and I had a pinched nerve, and it goes down the back and all the way down to your leg. And... <coughs> As I was sitting in my chair praying for other people, I felt the warmth of Jesus in that area and all the way down to my feet. And I didn't even realize it until I got up. I said, oh my goodness, I don't even have any pain anymore. And I just praise the Lord because he is so good and takes care of us. And another thing I'd like to share about, well, I got the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I realized today that I was feeling guilty because I wasn't there when my husband died in the hospital last year. And then I realized that he wasn't alone because he was in the arms of Jesus. Because as we had all came and we were sitting around his bed, you could still see the smile on his face. It was like his mouth was open and... <sighs> And he was just, it was just realized that today. And I have no more guilt because he was in the arms of Jesus. So good. Thank you, Father. Well, I got a lot of scripture tonight just going to have to navigate. Um, I'm just going to start with just, you know, I know last week was Pentecost Sunday, but I can still preach Pentecost, can't I? <laughs> I because I just want to reflect on some things that I did not share, and one of the things was about Azusa Street and what went on, and and really as, I, as we stepped into this week, um, I've been involved with a lot of conversation with a lot of African Americans, uh, some of my spiritual me mentors, and, and, and one's a spiritual mentor and father, other are, are sons, and, and others are, are friends. And, and so whole Holy Spirit has been like opening things up um, in an interesting way, not, not without its, high, how many know that we can't navigate these times without some challenges? Yeah. So I don't know what I'm looking for right now, but I keep flipping through my Bible. So here we go. I was looking for something. Because Jesus is the one who reconciles all things to himself. Isn't that right? And I, and I really feel that uh, what happened, if, if we look at, at, at history, and I mentioned a little of this last time, that we don't have a good history in America with reconciling j ethnic groups. We have bad track record really and I and I just I, here's here's the thing you know when I, I feel like when the Holy Spirit began to speak to me this week 
to go. I just wanted to go and, and sit in on, on, on one of the rallies, and it was good. It was good. It's not the answer. It's my personal opinion. But the, the reality is that the Holy Spirit wanted me to see something that, that where, the, where, we, where we came into this place of, of, of breaking uh, rank as far as moving together as one, it started way back in 1906 with church. I'm just talking, I'm going to talk about the church because that's where, that's where this applies to my life right now. Right? I know the whole world needs reconciliation, and I know that, that uh, African Americans, Latinos, all, all are needing reconciliation, right? But, but the reality is it won't happen unless we step into a posture with the Lord. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit, we can do it. We can try and do it through the justice system. We can try to do it, do it through politics, but the best way... I believe the, the, the way that God uh, has called us to step into something new in, 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 in this time, ready, is by reconciling our, us to our, himself, ready? And, and, and again, I, I just want to be sensitive um, to, to be free. Can I speak tonight just freely? And I'm not going to, I'm not going to, come on, I'm not, my, my object isn't to offend anyone. And I, and I really believe that the Holy Spirit wants us to be in a place where we, where we look at some issues. Ready? The Holy Spirit began to show me back at Azusa Street when the breaking of the church happened, right? Because the power of the Holy Spirit fell. How many know where the power of the Holy Spirit fell? It fell at, it, it, there was a Pentecost, a fresh Pentecost at Azusa Street. And the, and the, and the one who spearheaded it was, was an African-American man by the name of, of, of William Seymour, and he began to, to pray and seek the, this baptism. And when they were gathered together, the, there was an outpouring, a fresh outpouring of God's Spirit. And that's what, how many want that in their lives today? I mean, a fresh, fresh outpouring of God's Spirit. And it's not just to have an experience, but it's to do something. It's to ignite us so that we can preach the gospel to the ends of the earth. Like, it, it doesn't satisfy me to have good charismatic meetings. I want to see a unity of the body and a unity even of the world, right? We can see, we know that this isn't going to happen. The whole world's not going to come together. I'm going to read scripture in a minute because there's, there's some things that the Lord wanted us, but the, the, the main thing that I, I came out of it with, first, the, they tried to get religious. The outpouring was happening. God was moving, and they began to want to, you know, they were desiring that we, we dress a certain way. I haven't worn a tie in a long time. That was the first thing. But then the next thing was, well, we want to separate from you because of race. I'm just being honest. This is ready. And, and, I, and I believe that what Abraham Lincoln said was this. He said, listen, there will be no unity. We, we, we cannot unify until there's a rebirth. Come on, somebody. That's a good word. We cannot unify until there's a rebirth. And I am telling you that the Lord is wanting to see a rebirth of human. Come on. The Lord has the only thing that unties racism. The Lord is the only one that's going to bring true justice. The Lord is the only one that's going to bring true. It has to happen by righteousness. It can't just, and I don't want to preach on, on this all night. This is not my whole thing. But I do want to get our eyes on some things because there's, there's a reality that, that I don't, I'm not sure that social justice is the answer. I'm telling you, I'm trying to navigate my way through this.
okay? It's difficult because then I felt pressure to be politically correct. I'm telling you, this is what happened. As a man of God, this, is, this was my, my inclination was to say something and to make a statement and go be a part of it. And, and I, do want, I do want reconciliation with all my heart. You don't even know. This thing is, is tearing at me on the inside. And I'm telling you, Jesus is the only answer that's going to bring reconciliation to any human life. You know, we can't, if, if Christ doesn't come, then forgiveness will never flow. If Christ doesn't come, then, then, then the asking and the repentance will never flow. I'm telling you, we need the true move of God. And, 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 and we've been, you know, we've been talking about this and we've been on a lockdown and there's so many things that are, at, that are happening right now that are trying to, to just pull us in different directions. And I, come on, somebody, everyone look at the person next to you and say, stay in your lane. Because I'm telling you, there's something that's trying to pull us in different directions to get our focus off what the main thing is. And, and listen, if I have any opportunity to be a part of any type of, of reconciliation and, and, and restoration and, and repentance and forgiveness, I'm there. Full, fully. But I cannot see that the, the hatred that's being released and the, and the things that are being spoken, I know the police department did wrong things. But you remove and you, you all of a sudden defund that, there's going to just be chaos. The police department is not the problem. The problem is the justice system. The problem is unforgiveness. The problem is racism, yes, but there's, there's, there's all these things that are attached to it. And it's, I saw it like this. It was almost like an octopus. It was a spirit that had many tentacles, and it was affecting every, every part of society. And so it, this week's been challenging because I've been, I've been in conversations, and I, I call it, you know, I, have to, I feel like I have to apologize every time I say something. And while I haven't been raised in any type of uh, racial, you, you know, my, my upbringing, it just is not on my grid. Like I had African-American friends, Latino friends my whole life. It's not, and there's never been anything other than we, we don't connect, we haven't connected because of time and space. I say that to say this. The Holy Spirit wants, imagine this. Imagine if, the, if, if what began to bring uh, division in the church in 1906 was actually the very source of what God brings a revival in 2020. Could it be? Could it be that? Could it be that the Lord's saying, in the midst of chaos, I see an outpouring? Come on, I decree and declare tonight that there's going to be an outpouring of God's spirit, and it's because we are able to love one another without, without any bias, without any, come on, when heaven comes, <laughs> I'm telling you, God, uh, it's not even an issue of being colorblind. Come on, just throw that away. There's, the Lord is wanting us to be in a place where you, I accept you, I love you for who you are, right? And so the Holy Spirit wants to bring us into this place. And, and I want to just share a couple of things because I know this, that 
that the reality of what's about of what the Lord is trying to do in this day. I'm going to read it here. It's 2 Corinthians 5. To start in verse 16. Therefore, now, therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet we know him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone be in Christ, he's a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. Everyone say, all things become new. Do you believe... Do you believe that God can shift everything into a brand new season? Even in the, even in the issue of, of, of what we're dealing with. Like, I, here's the thing. When I'm a new creation, listen, I, I think differently. I act differently. Come on, the fruit of the Spirit begins to come into my life. And there's nothing that gets in the way of what, what he wants to do. Because if I just yield my life completely to him, he begins to flow through me. And then, then the love of Christ is released through my life. And it touches the person next to me. It touches the person behind me. It touches the person in front of me. Because the, the, you are emanating. You are, are actually releasing the presence of God out of your life in such a way. So it says this. It says, says, all things become you, new. And now... All things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ. That's the key. Right? And has given us the ministry of reconciliation. You are here, you are born, and you are put on the earth to preach the gospel. And what does the gospel do? It reconciles men to him. Not to you, not to your agenda, not to your political agenda, not to anything else, not to something that I think is right or wrong. It's to re reconcile your life to Jesus Christ. And when we do that, I'm telling you, all the things must bow. Come on, you are called to be the resistance in the earth. You're called to be the resistance in the earth. The church in this hour has called to be the government of God, the resistance in the earth. The resistance of what? We resist the devil and he flees because this whole thing that's happening is demonic. And it's got big principality tentacles all over the earth. It's not just in America. It's just where it rears its ugly head really well right now. Right now. It's happening in Africa. It happens. But the Lord Jesus is looking for us to reconcile to him. He's the only way, right? Oh, man, my phone went off. There we go. Then it says this, so Jesus Christ has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is God was in Christ reconciling what? The world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, someone just, I, I, just have like a glory shout on that. And has committed us to the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors of Christ. As though we were pleading, as though God were pleading through us. See, here, here we go. We're going to become intercessors. Come on, the church needs to learn how to pray. And I'm telling you, there's not going to be a shift you know where prophets get their words? From intercession. 
You know where apostles and teachers and evangelists should get their words? It's from praying. So we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we, may, we might become the righteousness of God in him. Turn with me to the words of Jesus. I'm telling you, come on, you're going to leave, leave here empowered uh, like... Uh, I said, God, just, I feel like an atom bomb inside of me, honestly. But I feel like the Lord said self-control, son, tonight, self-control. Because if we don't, if we don't address these issues, listen, I'm not going to be guilty of not addressing issues. But I do know this, that the Holy Spirit wants us to come into a place where we are totally abandoned and we will listen to the word of the Lord. We will listen to the spirit of God. And not get pulled in to say, I have to, I have to be politically correct in this. I have to walk in, in, in conformity. Because I'm going to tell you in a second, because there's going to be something that God's going to break off of us, <laughs> that you're not going to be conformed anymore. And this has everything to do with life and godliness and the divine nature of Christ coming upon your life. Right, so Matthew 24, we're going to go into the, the, what happens at the end of the age. I know I touched this in Luke 21, but Matthew 24 talks to us, right? Jesus answered, verse 4. And do I have 14 verses? Is that right? That's not right. Maybe it is. I got a lot of stuff to read. It's all right. It's good. It's all Jesus. It's all red. That's right, Ernie. It's all red, right? So... So Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying that I am the Christ. And I don't have to read it all, but I wanted to read it all in context, okay? Because it's good that we get it in context. It's the fullness of the word. I don't want to read little, little blurps of scripture and then try and make it say what, what it says, because it, it's like a violin. We can make the word say whatever we want, really, if we want to, right? I'm serious. So... So for many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ, and they will deceive many. And you will hear of, of wars and rumors of wars. Come on, we're in an economic war right now. See that you're not troubled. Come on, look at your buddy. Look at your friend. Look at your wife, husband. Say, don't be troubled. <laughs> come on, see to it that you're not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Read that. The end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation. Now stop. And kingdom against kingdom. Now stop. Now here's the deal. When it says nation will rise against nation, the word is ethnos. It means a little different than nation. It's speaking of ethnic backgrounds. Ethnos against ethnos. Come on. Hello. Look. You got to look at your neighbor again. And say we're, we're right here. We are right here. And America's been here for 250 years. But, but we're right here. Because I'm going to show you the rest of this as, as we go on. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilence. What? And earthquakes. Come on. Everything's shaking that can be shaken. 
in various places, and all these things are the beginning of sorrows. It's just the beginning of what's about to happen. And I'm telling you right now, what the Lord wants you to see and what he wants to reveal is right now is not time to play church. Right now is not time to, to be in a, a position where I just come, I fill a seat, and, and I'm going to walk, I'm gonna just going to coast. No, it's not time for that. It's time to walk in truth. It's time to walk in the light of the gospel. It means that the days ahead could get even rockier. It means that when God is, is, when all these things are happening, that God's about to pour out his spirit. And that we're not going to be complacent. We can't, we can't afford to be. No, you've been called to be the resistance in the earth. Because you don't understand. The enemy, I don't like to, we're not giving him glory tonight, but the enemy is there. He's trying to weave in and out and trying to pull us into a place where we're fighting among ourselves. I'm telling you, and the Holy Spirit is saying, listen, can you, can you see, can you perceive what I'm doing in this hour? Because what happens is we get sucked in and we get so consumed with our own stuff and, and what's happening in our, in our immediate metron, what's happening around us immediately. But I'm telling you, the Lord is saying right now, listen, look, nation will rise against nation. There will be things that are going to happen. There's pestilence. There's disease. Come on. I'm, I have to be honest with you. What happened to COVID-19? It is not on the news for the last four or five days. Not on the news. Not there. No, the government, right? My, my, my state and this state. Oh, no, we have the church. Can't meet yet. Can't have 50 people in a building yet. No, no, you can only meet to 25% in New York. Hallelujah. Oh, no, no, I just saw something, and it said, it said oh, it's, it, there's only 60 cases. Or it was six, maybe it was 600. And we're feeling like it's on, the, it's on the down curve. All of a sudden, New York recovered overnight. Oh, see, this is where I got to get self-control. I know, I know. I'll take a sip of water, too. That'll pause. Joe likes it when I get riled up. Gloria does too. She said, don't calm down. <laughs> listen, there, there's something that is happening in the earth around us. And listen, I'm not looking, I'm not going to go into all the theories because I'm not one for the, for the theories. I just, all I know is my mission, stay in my lane. Preach the gospel. Raise, you know, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out devils. That's my job. That's your job. Oh, you're included in that. Cast out devils. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. And so here we are. We're here, and we get to gather, and then, like, I, I have to abide by the rules down the street, you know? If I go into Massachusetts, it's like, okay, 40%. Maybe in two weeks it won't be like that. But I'm not, I can't come into church with a mask on. I love you guys. It's okay. I can't because this is the most safe place for me to be if I'm in the presence of God. So here's the deal. I just want us to just keep this in mind, right? So in, these are all the beginnings of sorrows. The beginning. It's the beginning. And then they'll deliver, up, they'll deliver you up for tribulation and kill you. You'll be hated by all nations for my name's sake. 
And then stop for a minute. It says, then many will be offended and will betray one another and hate one another. Now stop. Here we go. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. Wait a second. Look at the next sentence. And because lawlessness will abound. Be careful what voices we are hearing. Listen, there's a, there's, a, there's a lot of shouts right now. There's a lot of things being said in the media. Take a, take a short media diet. I'm telling you, you can't. I, I try to get off of it completely, but then I find myself, I don't know anything that's going on in the world. So I need to have some grid to, to kind of pray. You know, what's real, what's not real, that's not my, that's not my thing. I just have to know what the fact is, where we are. And we, here's where we are. We're in this place where it says that many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. And when I say this to you, I'm meaning this, that don't be deceived into having to conform to something that has not been designed for a son of God. Trying to get out of the light. Feeling hot already. Whew. Ready? But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached to the whole world as a witness to all nations. And then the end will come. So listen, guys. Until the world harvest happens, Jesus isn't coming. He's not coming next week. He's not coming in, in probably three months because I just don't see it happening. Why? Because the church is in disarray. And he's coming to a one church who has a, has a, and it might be a remnant. It might be a remnant. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. It might be a remnant. But there will be one body that's spotless and has no wrinkles. Right? That means what? That, that means there'll be no one casting a finger at another. There'll be no accusation. There'll be purity in heart. They'll be moving together in one accord. Because this is the plan of the Lord, right? Psalm 89, just go, you don't even have to go there, just write them down. Psalm 89, righteousness and judgment, righteousness and justice are, your founda are the foundations of your throne. Mercy and truth go before your face. Blessed are the people who know the joyful sound and they walk, oh Lord, in the light of your countenance. Here's the thing. True, true justice can only come through righteousness. Who's the righteous? Come on. I am. Hey. You are righteous. You are the righteous in the earth. You are the righteous resistance in the earth. Listen. There has to be something that happens in your heart tonight that you need to leave here and you need to be determined that God has set you on the planet right now in this hour to be the resistance of what the enemy is trying to do. We are, we, are be, we are called to be reconcilers. We are called to reconcile people unto Christ Jesus. We are called to reconcile one another to each other. Come on, we are called to be peacemakers. We, listen, the police, I said this last week, the police are what? Peacekeepers. What are, what are the armies and the National Guard? They're peacekeepers. You are not. You're a peacemaker. You're the one who releases peace in the earth. You're the one who will bring your brother, who may have an offense with you, back to you 
and love him anyway, even if you don't see the same way. See, because at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. As long as you're releasing love. Psalm 97, 1 and 2, the Lord reigns. Let the earth rejoice. Let the multitudes of, the, of isles be glad. Clouds and darkness surround him. What? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. Come on, in the midst of darkness, in the midst of a cloud, come on, there is God who has the righteous answer. So what does an outpouring look like? What, is, what happens when God it begins to release his power and his anointing in the earth? Listen, the, we, we can't chant, I, I can't chant it. No justice, no peace. Because the only one that's going to release justice, listen, I want to see justice. But you have to bring peace. And there'll be no justice with no peace. Am I backwards on that? I'm checking, checking the room. I feel like I feel like we can come. We, there's been things coined, and and it's. I can't go and agree that that things have been. When when the when we're criticizing looting. In a, in a good way, making excuses for it. Well, we've been looted. They can get looted. It's not, it's not the way. It's not the way. Anyway. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to enter into this now. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. My daughter helped me preach today. You want to take this part over? Come on. That's what I said. No, it just it re, it, it actually confirms something that I was already going to do, and then, my and then Victoria sent me a text, here's what we need in the Passion Translation. Come on. It says, beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? Come on. <laughs> Come on, somebody. This is the Passion Translation. Some people don't like it. It's okay. You'll get over it. I encourage you to surrender yourselves to God and to be his sacred living sacrifice. That means that I give my life completely to him and what he wants to do. That means I cannot, I will, I will not be able to repent truly until I give, I give myself as a living sacrifice. I promise you. I will not be able to give, forgive fully until I'm a living sacrifice that's, that's willing to go on the altar of God and allowing the fire of God to come into my life so that I'm completely changed and transformed, right? Because the next thing says, right, and, and, and lives in holiness, experiencing uh, all that delights his heart. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. Here's the punchline. Stop in it, imitating the ideals and the opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Ghost through the total transformation of how you think. See, here's the problem. We, go, we constantly go back and forth. What is my mission? What is your mission? 
Come on, God called you to be a peacemaker, to reconcile, to preach the gospel, to heal the sick, to raise the dead, all those things that I, I said to you before. But he called you as a son of God. That is your mission in the earth. And when you hear God as a son and a daughter, come on. And when I'm in that position where I allow him to just completely uh, infuse me with his love and his presence by his mercies, by his marvelous mercies, if we didn't have the mercy of God, you wouldn't be here right now. If, if, if I didn't have the mercy of God, I would have never got free from drugs. If I didn't have the, the mercy of God, I would have never been able to forgive family members for the things that they've done and people on the street for things that they've done to me. If I didn't have the mercy of God, I would not be free right now. So let's get back to what the lens looks like. The lens looks like this, that when we speak, when we begin to declare, when you begin to pray for one another, come on, we need to pray through the, through the lens of mercy, the mercy of God, the love of God, the power of God. That'll bring total transformation. And this will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. I'm going to encourage us tonight. Listen, you've been called to resist stepping into the enemy's trap. You understand? You've been called to resist. Ready? James 4, verse 7 and 8 says this. Therefore, submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. You are called to resist because it gives no place for the devil. If I resist, listen, we think that, oh, the devil's coming and knocking at my door. No, 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 no. No, he's coming to bait you. He's coming to get you into an argument. He's coming to, to get you uh, angry with someone. He's coming to do something to, to cause your, your emotions, your will to be defiant against him. I'm telling you, the only one you're defying against is God. Because when he's trying to do something, right, He draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. If I draw near, if I begin to get closer to him, he comes closer. This is awesome. Come on, this is awesome. That when I, when I get closer, when I make a step towards God and say, Lord, would you just touch me right now? Would you forgive me for everything that's going on? And, and, and would you forgive my heart? Come on, I'm telling you, I had to deal with this this week. Because I'm like, God, I don't, know what, I don't know how to navigate. So I come before you right now. Just give me the right words. I need the wisdom. Who asked for the wisdom of Solomon? Well, the wisdom of Solomon was this. He didn't ask for riches. He asked for the ability to discern and know the seasons that he was in. My God. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Come on. Come on, if the shoe fits, kick it off. Listen, you can't, we can't live with offense. How's the next powerful outpouring going to happen? 
When you're able to sit, listen, listen, I'm talking to the team here, ready, right now. Everyone that's on the, on the ministry teams, everyone who's, who's a part of the like, core in the center. I'm talking to you right now. Listen, there can't be any offense. There can't be any down talking. There can't be any, come on, there has to be purity. There has to be motives that are pure. We can't live in a place where, the, where, where we're offended and always broken. It's time to let go. It's time to release. 1 Peter 5, 8 through 10. You guys have a lot of studying to do this week. 1 Peter 5, verse 8. says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks around like a, ro- like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. You know the, you know the scripture. Verse 9 says, resist him. It's so funny. Because we want to blame everything on the devil, honestly. I have to be honest. We want to blame the devil. You know, it's the enemy that did this. And I do believe that what is happening on the planet right now and what is happening in America is the enemy. But but people are are moved and getting behind a wave of what's happening. And it it brings turmoil and it brings chaos and it brings all these things. And that is not Jesus. No, no, no. You have a decision, right? Even in my point of view, even in how I look at things, I have a decision on how I'm going to perceive it, how I'm even going to articulate it. God's looking for people who can articulate what he's doing right now. It's important. It's important. If you can be filled with the Holy Spirit and power and articulate what God's doing at the moment and being able to describe the very things that God is speaking and how he wants to deal with humanity right now, come on, that's where we need to be. So resist him. Steadfast in the faith. Now let's just stop there for a second. Because the Lord wants to raise up a house of faith. Come on, the household of faith. That you're moving in a place where you can see it doesn't matter what's in front of you. That when there's a mountain that God uses you to speak faith and speak down that mountain. Because there are mountains that are forming even in the vision of what you're seeing right now. What's happening in America. There are things mounting up. And you need to be able to pray and intercede and declare, no, not in my place, not in my city. Come on, we can't, we can't. There has to be an outpouring of his spirit so that we walk in faith and not by sight. Listen, listen, just because we see chaos doesn't mean Jesus isn't working. Just because there's all these crazy things happening doesn't mean he's not working. You know, let's, let's just look at the, at the virus. Are you believing by faith that he's able to overcome? I know, that sounds cocky to certain people. That sounds like I'm a, I'm a religious quack sometimes. But I don't care. I'm believing that the Lord has covered my family, my, my household. Uh, come on, this congregation, this place where we meet, I'm believing that the Holy Spirit has power to overcome. And if one of you gets sick, then we pray and, the, and then you recover. Come on. Donna just testified to, come on, instantaneous healing. It happened, boom, gone. 
That's because she's working her faith, right? She gave you the, it was three months, it was a month, come on, it was a week, come on, something, something's happening. And so the Lord wants to do that in every one of you tonight. But he wants us to resist fighting and engaging with the enemy. So it says, resist him, steadfast in faith, knowing that the same sufferings uh, that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Yay. <laughs> are you excited about that? I don't know. I don't know if that encourages me. But I'm telling you, you have to understand what you're going through. Maybe you're not the only one going through it. But may the God of grace, who called us by his, his eternal glory and by, Jesus, by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, established, strengthen, and settle you. That's what you need. That's what I need. That's what I want to live from. And so I'm going to end with this. Ready? Because there's something I want you to see. You're called with a purpose. And I'll just hit Luke chapter 9, verse 51. The Lord gave this to me in the midst of me fighting through something with within my heart, right? Because Jesus had a mission. He had one mission. What was his mission? To go to the cross. He was going to the cross. His mission was to save humanity. His mission was to pour his life out like a, like a, a drink offering. Right? So it says this. It says, now it came to pass at the time they had come... They had come for him, and he received, or it had come for him to be received up, that he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem. And he sent messengers before his face. And as they went, they entered the village of, Samar of the Samaritans and prepared and to prepare for him. But they did not receive him. Everyone underline that. They did not receive him. Because of, the fit, because of his face, and, he, and was, because his face was set on for the journey to Jerusalem. And when his disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them just as Elijah did? No, man, this is, going, this is what's going on right now. I promise you, right? And then he turned and rebuked them and said, you do not know what spirit you are of. For the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And they went down to another village. Let's just keep reading for a second. Now it happened that as they journeyed on to the road, that someone said to them, Lord, I will not follow you wherever you go. I will follow you, sorry, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said, foxes have holes and birds have, have 
and the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. And he said to another, follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. And Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and preach the kingdom of God. Verse 62, and no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. I'm going to end on this note because there's a perfect illustration in the midst of what happened. Listen, he went into a Samaritan village. And in that Samaritan village, he had his, his mind, his heart was on Jerusalem. Why Jerusalem? Because he was about to pour out his life and give his life for all humanity, right? That's why he was going. Here's the deal. The Samaritans, are you catching this? Come on, you have to catch this tonight. We're from another culture. Come on, Jews and Samaritans weren't to hang out. And so in a sense, Jesus was rejected. But what did his, come on, come on, what did his interns do? <laughs> come on, his interns are like, should we call fire down from heaven to consume this place? Come on, they're giving us no respect here. I'm saying this because it's a perfect observation because Jesus says you don't know what spirit you're of. And I'm saying this to the church, to this church, and whoever will listen on, online. Listen, there's, a, there's, a, there's something that the Lord's trying to do to get our focus off of what, what's being said about us. To a focus of, I will do the will of the Father. I will do your will. I came to seek and save the lost. I didn't come to destroy. It's his heart that the whole entire planet would be saved, that none should perish. That's what my Bible says. And so reconciliation and all this flows from a place where we know what spirit we're of. Come on, if the spirit of God is moving inside of you and you can't, you listen, th th there comes a place where I can't sit back anymore and just be passive on the things going on in the planet. No, am I, call am I calling people out? Am I doing any of that? No, no. I, well, here's my heart. My heart is that I see and I look to people and I just declare the kingdom of heaven's here. So you've been called. You've been called to do one thing. Live with Jesus and begin to reflect who he is. If you don't know Jesus here to, tonight and you need to, you need to re even give your life to him, if, you, if, you, if you're feeling like, I'm the one that was cold, I'm the one that's gotten to, to a place where I can't, I, I have, I, my, my heart's been cold and I need God to touch me right now, then, then that, that's what you do right now in these moments. Saying, God, I, I've taken interest, I'm, I'm looking at myself and I need a touch from heaven because there can be no more passivity. I'm saying this. I promise you, the Lord is after his church. The Lord wants his church. The Lord wants 
your heart. The Lord wants you to posture your heart in such a way that the fire of God will come down and it's a living sacrifice that's poured out to him. So what happens when you do that? You begin to burn in faith. You begin to burn because the faith of God inside of you, you just begin to believe because why? You're completely surrendered over to him. And then the fire of, of faith begins to rise. I'm telling you, the fire of faith has to rise in the church. <laughs> Listen, all this stuff, it's not the answer. He put the church in the earth to be the answer. If you can't be a peacemaker, he'll find someone who will be. If you can't love unconditionally, he'll find someone who will. If you're worried that he's coming <laughs> and you're not going to be positioned, repent. That's all. Repentance is a gift. Help me for a second. Here's what I want to do. I want to live, and I want you to live from a place where you don't fear anything. You are the resistance in the earth. You are the substance. You are the ecclesia. You've been called as the government of God. There's going to be declarations right now, right? We're going to declare some things. But I'm telling you, your eyes need to be fixed on Jesus. Don't get distracted by all the other things that are happening in the earth because it takes our eyes off of the one thing, the one person that we're supposed to fall so in love with that he's got our only gaze. And I don't want to just whip you up tonight into a, an emotional response. I think that God can release something that's a working of the Spirit that can touch you right now, that can solidify, come on, the foundation of God. Where's the throne of God? Come on now. The foundation, the throne of God should be on your heart. So therefore, you, as a believer, are able to release righteousness and justice. Because you're resisting the chaos. You're resisting the enemy. You're resisting the plots that have been set against the earth, that have been set against the church. Listen, right now, I'm telling you, right now is the perfect moment for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit.
I'm not even talking about this vicinity right now. I'm talking about this season that we're in. You know, God can pour out his spirit any time if he's got access to you. <laughs> but I'm telling you, in the midst, it's historical. It's historical that when God, when there's, listen, the enemy brings chaos, God uses it to bring an outpouring. And I'm telling you, you are the resistance that's going to bring God's government in the earth. Because there has not been seen, probably since the book of Acts, the government of God that's releasing the power of God in the earth. It should be more powerful than the book of Acts. But it needs people that are going to cooperate with what he's doing in this hour. So I'm going to challenge you tonight. You're going to ask the Lord, Lord, right now you're just going to say, Lord, I resist the devil. <laughs> no, seriously, we have to consciously say, I resist you and I receive my king. You know, there's something about his throne in our hearts being the very place where he wants to release justice. What does justice look like? Justice looks like healing. Justice looks like deliverance. Justice looks like everything's been set in order. And God has been trying to get the church's attention and set everything in order. I'm telling you, we live in this day that God's given to us. I'm excited. I can't wait. Like, bring it. And I'm not mad with anyone. I want to see the whole earth restored. I want to see God come and New England experience an outpouring. There's outpourings here, there, and everywhere. Huh, come on, not right now. Because we're all pent up. So those of you who have been watching that have been hesitant to come to church, I'm telling you this is the safest place for you to be. It's week number two. I see a lot of the same faces. I guess we'll wait 14 days to see if COVID came back. But I'm telling you, this is the safest place for you to be. And we need to come into agreement with what God's doing in this hour. And you're allowed to do that any way you want right now. But just don't be passive. So, Father, we thank you tonight. Lord, we ask that your glory would just begin to be released all over New England. Lord, I declare courage over every, every church in New England, in, in the Boston area, in Massachusetts, in, in Rhode Island, come on, in Connecticut, Father, in New, in New York, Father, release your glory, Father. We just declare it all over the, New, the Northeast, Father, Vermont. New Hampshire, 
Maine. Father, release your presence. And Lord, we desire that your life be manifested in us in such a way it can't be denied. I just declare the church as the resistance tonight. I just declare the, the, the church as the kingdom resistance in the earth. I declare that, that the church is, is getting a governmental land, uh, mantle right now and that we receive all the fullness of who he is and we're able to move in the wisdom of God and in the righteousness of God and in the justice of God releasing healing and restoration and reconciliation all over the earth. So come, rise up, rise up, rise up. We honor you right now, God. And we bless you.